It's time for the Daily Stand-Up Podcast presented by Agile Dad with your host, Lee Henson. Without any further ado, let's get started. I was teaching an advanced product owner class recently, and I had a question. Should the product owner have multiple product backlogs? Now, I know on the surface, the first thing you think of is, well, absolutely not. But then I thought about it for a second. I said, absolutely, yes. Well, I was confused. I don't know which one the answer is. So I had to sit down and dig a little deeper to see what I really believed. So here goes. Most product owners, fact, do not just govern one product. As much as I'd love to say they govern one product, they don't. So they govern a whole litany of products. Some of them have two or three products that they govern. Uh, Some of them have one larger product and they're lucky. But the point I'm trying to make is in any reference, I often see product owners with two, three backlogs because each product has its own backlog that they need to manage and take care of. And it has different stakeholders and they have different teams that are working on them. So I guess what I'm trying to say is in the modern world of work, I'm seeing many situations where product owners automatically have multiple backlogs because they have multiple products they govern. Okay, now that I got that out of the way, should someone who is a product owner over one product have multiple product backlogs? At first, my answer was no, that's not logical. It doesn't make sense. But then my answer quickly changed to yes, it makes perfect sense. And let me tell you why. So I'm a firm believer that there should be something created called a product owner backlog. So the product owner backlog is if you picture an Excel sheet with all the different tabs at the bottom for each sheet, each one of those could be a resemblance of one of their products. And it rolls up to, you know, an aggregated backlog on a first tab, right? Now, what I can tell you is that the product owner backlog should contain every want, need, whim, desire, idea, things that have come up, brainstorm, you know, even if you're in the middle of the night and you wake up or you're in the shower and you have a thought, this is a place to capture all those ideas where no idea is a bad idea because those ideas you may have to come back to later. But what I've learned is that if you do this inside of a traditional product backlog, let's just say in JIRA, what ends up happening is the JIRA backlog becomes unwieldy. There's so much information in there that people can't keep up. And it becomes just very heavyweight and very hard for people to manage. So what I can tell you is it's it's no bueno. It's not good because then you end up with backlog clutter. And then eventually some of the things in there get very, very aged, very old, and you end up with what I call backlog rot, where there's just a lot of things that no one will ever get around to doing, but we keep it in there just in case. And there's nothing that drives me more crazy than doing things for just in case, right? So for me, if you ask me, should a product owner have more than one backlog, my inherent answer would be a product owner should do the best they can to manage one backlog. However, I feel like the product owner should also understand that in many cases, they will have to manage more than one backlog. And I want to throw one more caveat in here, and this is the one that's rather interesting. Once they do have a product backlog, that product backlog is going to have multiple filters applied to it. So let me explain. So if you're doing this inside of Azure DevOps or inside of GR, inside of pick your favorite tool and insert it here, what you're going to quickly see is that the product owner has a backlog that can be filtered by release across multiple products, which things are going to be incorporated into the 5.1 release. Yes, it might be filtered by date which things are going to be in the January 26th release. That's another release sort, right? 
it may be sorted by sprint, which things fall in sprint six across all the teams. We could say which things fall in sprint six that are going to be done by the tiger team or the ninja team. And we can see it sorted that way. We could say, what are the things that the ninja team is going to work on for the next several sprints? And we can look at it that way. The point that I'm trying to make is that the backlog should be an aggregate of all the things that the team is working on now, which I'll call N, plus the next three or four sprints. The reason why I limit it to that is because I don't want it to go too far out. If the backlog goes too far out, then you're making promises that you may not keep. I want the team to be able to stay focused on the things that are right there in their face that they're going to be working on next. And the truth is, new things may come up in the next three to four sprints that might interrupt the things that are out there. Now, when a sprint expires, it's the responsibility of the product owner to pull in additional work and make sure to have a solid backlog refinement session with the team to make certain that the team's on board and that they understand the new work that's being included. But that doesn't mean that uh, they should just incorporate everything into the backlog. Now, we do have some organizations that have a really good focus, and they're doing continuous integration, continuous deployment. If you're, if, if you're doing those kind of things, then, of course, this isn't applicable to you, right? Because every time you put something in, you release it. So congratulations on being at that point. But the truth is there are many organizations who aren't at that point who have larger unwieldy products who release quarterly. And for them, they need to know the solution, and it's perfectly fine for a product owner to have multiple backlogs in a sense that the product backlog can be filtered in multiple different ways and from the sense that they should have a product owner backlog that contains everything that distills into a product backlog inside of whatever agile tool you choose. There you have it. So it, it sounds so simple, but it's one of those things that people just struggle with. So I wanted to make sure we covered it. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you have a topic you want us to cover, make sure you reach out to us. Learn more at AgileDad.com. We'd love to hear from you. As always, we encourage you to stay healthy, stay well, and stay agile, my friends. Until next time, do take care.